Hello and welcome to the Single Track Session. This is number 124, part of the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, and we've got just a few items to cover this week. First off, I hope everybody had the opportunity to go back uh, from Tuesday's show that launched on, what, the 29th? We had Trevor Fuchs and Preston Wood on talking about the Hurt 100, both of them with a little different experience, but uh, great to hear different sides to the race, um, you know, how it went, Trevor being returning, Preston's first time, uh, a finish, a second place finish, uh, a DNF, uh, just just to get ideas and couple great guys, super fun show. We had at Roosters there in Ogden with some uh, deep fried cheese curds, of course, but uh, but I'm still convinced there's monkeys out there, so I don't know. Um, I guess I'll have to go next January to find out myself. Does that sound like a deal? Uh, sounds like a good plan on my part, but yeah, I definitely want to thank Preston and Trevor for taking the time to sit down and, and give us a rundown of their experience they had in Hawaii. I know there's worse places to be, I'm sure. And I guess kind of a flip to that before we get going too far. Um, I'm recording this on January 30th, which is a Wednesday. This will launch on Thursday, January 31st, the last day in January. And I just want to give a shout out and a, and a, you know, stay warm, best wishes for everybody in the Midwest. You're getting hit with a split in the polar vortex from what I'm reading and temperatures are, are no joke there. So, Everybody in the Midwest, stay warm, stay safe. Um, yeah, we're sending our, our good wishes. I know everybody here. So, yeah, just just be careful out there. And that's kind of a flip from going from Hawaii to a, uh, issues, a split in the polar vortex. But, uh, you know, they kind of they kind of go along with each other. So, anyway, thanks again, Trevor and Preston, for, for joining us. And if you haven't listened to that, I recommend going back to our show that launched on Tuesday, January 29th, episode 134. Next week, um, we have a, a good guest planned, and I'm not going to spill the beans. We've been trying to get this show for quite a while, and it just hasn't clicked for different reasons, and now I think we've got it locked in. So Tuesday's show, um, that should be launching. What's next Tuesday? Next Tuesday is the 5th. Um, it's going to be a good show. Um, we'll record that on Sunday. So if you're a Patreon member um, at that level, um, you've already got, well, you know, you got the sneak peek of who it's going to be, so you can ask questions. We can ask them as well. So it's going to be a great show, uh, nonetheless. So, um, and I, I just want to reiterate again, um, and I'll do this if they keep coming. But I just want to thank everybody out there for the kind words they keep sending about the podcast with our change and just some matter boys and some good lucks um, to myself moving forward. Definitely appreciate them and, and really humbled and blown away by the response we're getting from that. So. Thanks again for everybody that's sending those in. They do not fall on deaf ears, and I hope I'm getting back to everybody personally as well. So thank you very much. I also want to thank everybody that came out to Amr Sports Factory Outlet last week. Um, Joel and I were both there um, for the registration for the Gib Wallace Memorial Trail Races in May. Uh, we had people show up and got deeper discounts on already discounted goods there at Amr Sports Factory Outlet. So we want to thank um, Connor and Brittany and their team for being there and helping us out and and taking care of us while we were there taking registrations and yours truly walked away without spending a penny which is pretty monumental so i might have to put that on my calendar but uh, thanks for everybody that came out and supported that we'll be doing another one of those i'm sure otherwise you're more than welcome to head on to ultra sign up and register for that race i think it's may 4th um, this year Um, should be a fun time as usual and as we launch the show, folks, that is is going to be a wrap for January. January 31st is when this launches, and I am so happy to say bye to January. That is the Monday of the month, so I'm telling you what. it's uh, It's been a long month, cold, dreary, drab, kind of coming down off the high of the holidays. Kind of time to get, and a lot of people kick it in gear on January 1, but I like to wait till February 1st. It gives me a good... Uh, buffer period, good grace period to get my act together because that needs to happen rather quickly. I need someone to basically just kick my butt. So February is right around the corner, which means more races are coming out. Um, People are training harder. Um, Hopefully the weather settles a little bit more, especially the cold. I know that's kind of on everybody's mind, but yeah, I'm welcoming February with open arms. And February 2nd, is not only Groundhog Day, but it is my uh, my daughter Samantha. She turns 22. Um, I want to wish her a very happy birthday. 
and let her know how much I love her and I'm proud of her. So, Samantha, happy birthday and happy uh, Groundhog Day to everybody out there. So I'm not sure what it is with the Groundhog, Punk's Tawny Phil, if it's uh, what happens about the shadow. I know it's seize it, not seize it, six months more winter, or six months, good God, six weeks um, one way or another. Whatever it is, I don't want six more weeks of whatever it is. So if you got to see your shadow, you don't got to see your shadow, whatever the uh, mathematic equation is carrying the, the two and, and finding it for X, don't have six more weeks of winter. I'm not in the mood. And I know a lot of people out there are winter lovers, so I apologize if you are, but too bad. No more winter. Let's do this, Punxsutawney Phil. Do your thing, and uh, let's let's kick winter to the curb. Uh, sooner than than normal. Let's let spring arrive. Um, last week we covered um, the FKT. So there's a website. It's fastestknowntime.com. They did their fastest known times of the year. And when we launched the show, they had number five, four, and three. They'd yet to launch two and one, which is ironic. As soon as I recorded the show, it was literally half hour or less later. Number two was released. So we'll go ahead and talk about those now. Um, just a recap from five was Claire Gallagher's Trans Zion um, and Nate Bender's Montana Twelvers. Uh, number four came in Annie Weiss, the Ice Age Trail, and Andrew Hamilton, the Colorado 14ers in the winter time. Number three was Candace Burt, the Wonderland Trail, where it's I want to get to, and Joe Grant's Nolan 14ers. So pretty, pretty impressive. And I, I mentioned before, I'm like, hey, what's, what's better, right? And there was a couple that I knew would be in. No, new because they're pretty crazy and just on two spots left. But uh, number two, um, number two, the uh, women's side goes to Taylor Nolan, um, the rim to rim to rim. Um, seven hours, 25 minutes, 58 seconds. Um, I've done the rim to rim to rim twice before, and that sucker just handed it to me both times, even uh, – even when I knew what I was up against on the second time around. Um, but yeah, the, the, it came from the North Face 50. We all know it got canceled last, last year, uh, in November. So there were three attempts, um, rim to rim to rim in a week. Um, Ida Nilsson, of course, did it, um, right before that. Um, Sandy Napaver came through, barely missed it, and then Taylor went in and, and knocked that out. Um, congrats, super stout. Congratulations to her. On the men's side, um, was for the John Muir Trail, which was 223 miles, three days, 35 hours, three days and 35, three days, three hours, 55 minutes and 10 seconds to Aurelian Sanchez. Um, J- John Muir Trail is just iconic. Um, 223 miles in three days, three hours, 55 minutes. That's insane. And for the rim to rim to rim is 43 miles. Officially on the FKT. So that was came in, coming in at number two for the men and the women. Uh, number one, um, I mean, you can't argue with any of these. I guess maybe you could try in order, but I don't I don't think it'll do you any good. On the women's side, 273-mile um, long trail in Vermont. It was five days, two hours, 37 minutes by Alyssa Gadeski. She took five hours off of Nikki Kimball's time from 2012. Um that's insane. And I went on to Netflix not too long ago. I think it was Netflix. Maybe it was Amazon Prime and watched uh, Nikki Kimball uh, go after it uh, one time. I had the little film they did, which was pretty cool, behind the scenes a little bit. Rugged, gnarly, not marked well uh, trail. Um, so that was kind of cool to see. So congratulations to Alyssa. And on the men's side, uh, Carol, I'm bad with names. My apologies. I know it's been all over this year because this is one I figured. But Carol Saab, the Appalachian Trail, 2,189 miles, 41 days, 7 hours, and 39 minutes for the dentist from Belgium. So Holy schmoly. I couldn't even imagine. 2,189 miles. That's more than my year last year, which is more than a lot of people's year. And I know some people do more. That's a, that's a big stretch for 41 days. Um, but congratulations to everybody. And thanks for Fastest Known Time for doing this. If you go there, uh, fastestknowntime.com at the very top, there'll be a FKTOY, so FK Toy, um, header. And you hit that because there's a lot of, um, 
honorable mentions and they're pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of female ones. There's a ton of male ones on there. Um, gives you kind of idea of the rules and how it works. There says there's 22 voters representing each, you know, gender, geographic and age. Uh, so I think they do. It doesn't really matter to me really. I mean, they do such a good job just documenting these and having a one place for people to go check them out. But, uh, super cool that they do this, um, every year. And as I mentioned last week, trail manners is going to be doing their own little awards next year. Um, probably not as cool, not a huge write up like these guys are doing, but uh, nonetheless, we are going to jump down that rabbit hole and, uh, you know, check out, check out those things. So, um, yeah, that's it for the uh, fastest known time of the year awards for 2018. Um, race wise, we're not going to cover too much this week. Um, probably the, the big news, uh, next week is the Rocky Raccoon, um, 100, um, difference this year um it doesn't it is not the uh usatf 100 mile trail championship um as it has been before um, but that's coming up there's a lot of runners going down there um serious seriously fast runners so that's kind of coming up and then i think when we hit february i mean there's a lot of races folks but when we hit february they're gonna start really coming fast and furious uh, more golden ticket races um you know, stuff like that on the race front. So when you spend a lot of time in front of a computer, like I do, since I work from home in front of a computer in the trail manners podcast, I find myself on there uh, quite a bit as well, checking things out. I'm still not locked in for next year, next year, 2019 for kind of what I want to do for running. I'm not going to call it a race schedule because it's, there's other things I want to do. I'm going to head down to Zion in April, um, do the Zion traverse with some friends. Uh, there's a few other places I want you know, looking like it's going to happen, which is cool for me, but a little, I don't know, I haven't done it for a while. So I'm looking to head to Vermont in September to run the uh, Groton Trails uh, races there. I think it's September 7th. There's a few different races. You can check those guys out. Um, I think the registration opens when this launches. I don't February 1st, which is Friday. So if you're back east in the Vermont area, check that out. Uh, great people associated with that. But I'm looking to head back there hopefully in September. So again, you know, probably run the race, um, but uh, also surf around a little bit um, with some friends and and explore. I've never run in Vermont. I'm trying to think I've been to Vermont. When I was 16, I know I was in Pennsylvania and New Hampshire, but I don't know if we cut through Vermont at any point in time or not, to be honest with you. So I'm going to say this is my first time to Vermont. Let me just say that. So that'll be cool. That's kind of unfolding a little bit, looking for fair to that. Um, the other things I'm looking at... Um, Stump Town, 50K in Portland. It's, uh, I think, Forest Park on May 27th, which is a Monday, Memorial Day. I think I'll be up in the uh, northwest for work, so I might try and make a trip out of it, um, hit the Stumpton 50K, and then head up to uh, some sales meetings, and then maybe into up to Bellingham again, which is really has a firm grip on parts of my soul, it feels like, because I, I keep thinking about it. Um, but I'm just looking for a place to stay in, in uh, Portland. I used to go to school there, so I lived there for like four or five years, but so much has changed from a long time ago when I was there. But I'm looking for a place that's near Forest Park so I can just top, skip, and jump right into uh, the race without having to travel too far and get an Uber at 4 a.m. or whatever time that race starts. So if anybody's got any tips on cool hotels, where to stay, or if you can push me over the edge to sign up, because I think there's 20 spots left, so it's probably going to sell out, so i got to make up my mind pretty quick. And then the other one I'm tossing around, um, there's some I'm doing for sure, El Vaquero, Bear, Beaverhead. Um, I think that's it for sure, to be honest with you, ones I'm registered for. But there's some on the list, Temp Trail Marathon. And the other one I'm looking at is Bighorn. I've been waffling back and forth between Black Hills 50 and Bighorn 50. And... To be honest with you, part of it, there's three parts to it, really. One, I want to run the races, number one. Number two, I want to go to Mount Rushmore, and I'd like to have my daughter up there with me, so I want to go to Mount Rushmore. And number three, it's just the timing of it, because in between all those is outdoor retailer show, and then depending on which race I lock in, hopefully one of them, it's not guaranteed, but hopefully one of them, then it'll kind of unfold what else I do. Um, bookending those, there's like the Twisted Fork that time of year, Logan Peak, there's some other races that I, I would like to to look at but 
I don't know, Bighorn, I think, is the one I've wanted to do the longest because it's been around longer, and I remember talking about it. I'm not doing the 100 in either one. It's going to be a 50 because I want to be able to enjoy it, take my daughter with me, and enjoy my time there. So anyway, again, looking for things to help push me over the edge for either one of those um, because they're both, I don't know, they both look awesome. Heard great things about them, so, you know, push me, help me. Get me there. So those are the ones I'm kind of looking at. If there's anything else, maybe, um, that I'm not even on the radar, I'd love to hear it. Because, yeah, right now, I think, I'm trying to think real quick in my head. I've got uh, Zion Traverse in April, the Ogden Trail Running Festival, which I'm kind of race directing. That's in May. Tip Trail Marathons, local, like to do that in May. And that's a, that block, that that June block between, like, Logan Peak, Bighorn, Sinks Canyon is another one, uh, Twisted Fork, Black Hills. I mean, in between all that is the Outdoor Retailer Show in Denver. Let me see. After that, after my birthday, which on my birthday, I just got tickets to the Avit Brothers here in uh, Salt Lake City. So that's pretty exciting on my birthday. Uh, Beaverhead, going back to that 55K that just handed it to me last year, but such an amazing race and and everything about it the week after head down to hard rock got my campsite reserved for that just to hang out let's see probably a couple weeks later i think is caro registered for that one and then nothing for sure until the bear at the end of september but like i mentioned earlier vermont the first part of september the groton forest trail run and tetons cirque i'd like to do that again maybe the harriman trail race um there's a new event so saturday's the harriman trail race sunday they have a scramble that looks pretty cool the other one on the list some other race i've always wanted to do is waldo which is uh um you can put in between february 15th and then they think they draw in march sometime um yeah anyway then the end of the year maybe something fun still think about havelina talk to our buddy turtle miller about heading me heading down to, to uh havelina he was trying to talk to me into that um with our show that we did on why I should go and, and camp and all those things. So anyway, that's just kind of some rambling stories of uh, what I'm trying to figure out. Because in 2019, I want it to be a pretty cool year um, for running. So as soon as I start, February 1st, which is my start time, I let everybody have January. They can have it. The gyms are full. People are excited. Take it. I'll start February. Give me that uh, shoulder month to to lean into it, I guess. Now I'm bringing up uh, some fun stuff. So this is something that came out just recently. Um, and I've had a few conversations with people, and they've kind of gone down little, you know, spider trails in different areas. So I mentioned on Facebook, which, again, um, I don't do a lot, but uh, for 2019, I decided let – me, let, me, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, years and years and years ago, um, galaxy far, far away – um, I helped and, and managed the Perlazumi Ultra Team. And so when I was part of that, we had some some killer runners, great people, and we had sponsors. So that was my first dive into the sponsorships of trail running, which is cool. Um, but I also got to look at the ugly side of ambassadorships and sponsorships. So I've seen both sides of it, and I went away with it from years. So I, I finished that. I did that for like seven years with them. Um, and then I started a running group here in Utah called the Happy Utah Mountain Runners or the Hummers. And we started kind of doing some sponsorship type stuff, looking for ways to, to make it easier, you know, running, just cut some costs here and there so we can do cooler things. And again, I saw the ugliness and, you know, the positive, don't get me wrong, of uh, ambassadorships and sponsorships. And at that point, I, I kind of backed out of it. I said, yeah, I, I'm not going to go down this road. Obviously, I'm not an elite runner, so you're looking, you're, you know, you're talking more ambassadorship type stuff for sure, which is fine. Um, but then there came this big, huge boom of ambassadorships with all these different companies out there. And from a business standpoint, I completely get it. It's it's an inexpensive way to do some good marketing, and that's really what it is. Um, you're getting people that uh, you know aren't necessarily elite runners, and you're giving them product or giving them discounts if they do X, Y, and Z for you. Most companies and everybody's different, so I'm not pigeonholing anybody. I'm not going to talk about names or companies or anything because it's really not what the topic's about after these conversations. But you know, social media, you know, picked up really big. So you see a lot of people posting photos, uh, and I've absolutely done it in my day. You know, um, where you're, you have, I don't know, 
criteria, I guess you got to meet, um, how many posts you got to do or how many races you got to run or whatever it is. And I, like I said, I get both sides. I'm not saying I'm not going to talk bad about anything because I get both sides 100%. Where I have a problem and I've seen this on both sides, both sponsorship or money changed hands or product changed hands and this ambassadorship where people do these and I'm, and I think mainly um, it's ambassadorship I see it more with um, where people have all these these companies right so and it doesn't matter who it is or what they are and again I get it the problem I have is when these people use the ambassadorship almost like um, I don't know to promote themselves too much right so say you know, runner X. Okay. Runner X gets an ambassadorship through company, you know, a right problem is they don't really use company a, or they don't really, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, what the heck, you know, but company a has some pull, it's got a name to it. Um, and they start saying, Oh, I'm an ambassador for company a, but they don't really believe in their product or they don't really use the product. Um, but they'll take pictures with the product or thank the company. So I've had conversations within this past week with more than one person. And here's kind of what I think a lot of some, some passionate conversations, nothing argumentative, just, you know, both sides of things. And I think the problem I have with that is if you're an ambassador or a sponsored athlete out there and you have these companies that you're representing, whether they're giving you stuff, whether they're, you know, whatever they're doing, man, I hope that you are honest Right. Um, cause here's an example. Um, somebody I was speaking to, um, wanted a certain product. Right. And so they talked to one of the ambassadors and this wasn't in Utah. So anybody in Utah, just don't worry. It wasn't in Utah. Um, they talked to the ambassador ambassador was like, Oh, I don't really like it that much. It didn't do what I thought it would do. It didn't blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, this person said, well, I, I saw your posts and that's all you raved about. And they're like, well, yeah, I have to do those things, you know, for what I get or whatever, whatever it is. But it wasn't, it's like, I, I like this stuff better. Right. So that's, that's kind of where this conversation I had with this person kind of went sideways is I'm like, well, did you talk to him? Did you tell him that that's not right? And they're like, well, yeah, but they, you know, obviously wanted to be a part of that company or wanted that product to support it. And boy, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a problem with that. Um, like I said, I've seen it from both sides and it's a big reason why I've never, I haven't for years jumped on the ambassadorship program. Right. And I know with the trail manners podcast, we even talk about it when Joel was with us, we'd always say, no, we're not going to endorse product. We wouldn't use or don't believe in. And I'm a hundred percent like that. Um, and the reason this whole conversation came about is because just recently I announced I was with Squirrels Nut Butter, just their ambassadorship stuff. I'm not an elite athlete. I'm not one of their, you know, good runners or anything. But I've I've used Squirrels Nut Butter since I can't even remember when. And I and I use it and I talk about it. I don't get anything from them. I don't get any money. I don't get product. Right now I don't even get a discount. And I might when I'm ambassador. I'm not even sure the rules. But it's just a product I totally believe in. And I totally believe in the process it took to get squirrels nut butter where it is. I, I know the individual that owns a company or started the company or whatever you want to say. Um, and it's just, it's top notch from top to bottom. And so when I was talking to this person, they were saying, Oh, so you're, you know, sponsored now. And I'm like, no, I'm not sponsored. I'm an ambassador. And for me, it's not about, I'll always buy squirrels nut butter. I mean, let's be serious. It's not that expensive, but it, it serves a purpose for me. I love it. And I love everything about it. I like the way they do things. So I support it, right? Um, if I wasn't, I've never been an ambassador for them and I've always supported it, but I am now. And what does that mean? I don't know. It means that I love their stuff. You know, it's like, I believe in it. I use it. I tell people to use it. I tell them how to use it. Is it for everybody? Maybe not, but it is for me and I, I promote it. So, you know, back to the original story is when that came out, people were like, oh, so you're, you know, how do you feel that with a podcast? And I said, well, I don't really see a problem with that. Again, I'm not taking money and I believe in it. And if you see me, if you see my room, there's five or six sticks sitting there plus the, you know, the foot stuff that is absolutely amazing. So I'm like, I really don't care. You know, I, I use this stuff. 
And I don't see a product coming along, especially this year, that's going to sweep me off my feet to where I'm not going to use it. So for me, it's a little bit different. And so we kept talking about this, and it, it got to be pretty pretty gnarly. And if you go on any social media account, you go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I think that's it, right? Is there any ones out there? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. If you go to those different things, you can you can find a ambassador with two flicks of the finger scroll, right? You'll find somebody that you follow that you know. Um, man, I, I whoever those people are, I just hope that they are honest. Um, because you got to understand there's stuff out there that's super expensive. Say it's a pair of shoes, right? $150 pair of shoes. And you see, oh, these are the best. These are the best. Now, again, you got to take a trade off. Not every shoe's for everybody. Uh, but let's say a jacket, right? This is the best jacket. I've always wanted this jacket. This person said it's the best and they've never had anything better. And then I go buy that. I spend my hard earned $200 and it sucks. And it's not a matter of fit, but it's a matter of quality or it's a matter of what it says it does but doesn't do, but this person said, oh, it does all this, that's wrong. That's that's wrong to me. Um, and if you're an ambassador, I hope that you're doing the service that uh, for the companies that they deserve, right? If you are an ambassador of a program, I truly hope that you're, you know, believe in that product, whether you've been with them from day one or you're new to the product or they they sought you out because you have X amount of followers, whatever it might be. I just hope if you're out there, please believe in the products you use. And I'm not calling anybody out. This is more, you know, this is obviously people, plural. Um, but as we kept going on this conversation, that's kind of what it boiled down to. It's, it's just a matter. And sometimes you can even tell the people that are out there that are kind of ambassador I don't know, they go after all these companies because it makes their feed or whatever look better. Um, you can tell. I mean, it's the world's pretty pretty honest and transparent these days in most parts. So, um, but I just I just hope that people are transparent. You know, when I talk about stuff, I hope people understand what's a race. Whether I'm talking about uh, Beaverhead, I'm 100% legit behind that race and the race directors, or El Vaquero, or Squirrels Nut Butter, or my Pearl Azumi shoes, or you know whatever it might be. Um, I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm not going to fake anything. I don't get paid. Obviously, I'm not getting sponsorships. Um, so if you if you are an ambassador, if you are a sponsored athlete, hope you take all those things into account before you sign the dotted line or whatever you do. Just just know that there are people out there that that really do not just look up to your picture on top of a mountain or in a river or on you know whatever you're doing yoga posing somewhere. Um, they're not looking up to you just for that. They're looking up to you because you know they. You know, hey, you you know more. You've tested this. I believe you. I trust you. So so look at that a little bit before you start endorsing things or or giving false pretenses to products or companies or whatever it is. Not saying that the company would be bad, but if it's a product, I mean, there's products I can name right now that I don't wouldn't use that are awesome companies, right? And I would never badmouth a company. On the flip side, so anyway, that's a little rant. That's a little. Uh, Public service announcement for all the people out there that do carry a little bit of clout through the sponsorship or ambassador programs. I've known sponsor athletes that have received money and product that didn't believe in the product, right? And that that to me is worse, obviously, um, especially when there's money changing hands. But um, I don't know. And I think that's partly why me and Joel for years um, have have waffled on the idea of doing some type of trail manners ambassador team, right? Um, number one, we got no money. <laughs> what do we do? Like, what do we give you? We don't have a product other than the podcast, which is cool with our logo or a hat or something. But there's just so many people out there that are looking for free stuff or looking for that. And we just want it to, you know, want it to be genuine. And on the flip side, we came, we talked about this for years is what's another name. We're kind of done with the ambassador term, right? So that's why we thought, oh, trail manners, nation, trail manners. Curds, you know, just different things. Um, but that's partly why we waffled is just that transparency and the honesty of it. I think um, hopefully if we did go down that road, and don't get me wrong, um, with, with the changes we've had here at the podcast, I've, I've seriously thought about changing that up a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't know how to start, really. I mean, I don't want to do anything big. But it'd be kind of fun because we have some people and it's a good way to spread. Again, as a company, you're looking to spread your name a little bit in different places. But I think we have such a good group or core people that'd be kind of fun if we had a little money where I could send everybody something cool they could wear. Nothing too regimented, 
you know, like, hey, you got to post about chill manners once a week and, you know, do 10 somersaults and then do, you know, spin around a bat and run really fast and video it. Uh, that would be actually be kind of fun. Never mind. We might do that. Huh. But uh, I don't know. Just just a thought. I know that's uh, a long rant or long ramble, but maybe there needs to be a new segment to the single track session or the trail manners podcast, like a deep thoughts by Jack Handy, the old SNL thing. Maybe it's something like that. Solid rants by Eric Manning or something fun like that. But anyway, I think that ambassadors and ambassador programs and sponsors and sponsor programs are still a positive thing. I think you'll always see them in the sport. I just hope people do it for the right reasons. And I, you know, I guess it boils down not just to running, but just with anything, people doing things for the right reasons. But you people out there that have huge social media followings, just remember there are real people on the other end of um, viewing your stuff of those 25,000 followers or whatever you have. But I hope you're honest with them, um, especially if they ever reach out to you individually and ask you about something that you can be honest with them because you might be getting stuff for free, but most people have to pay for those things. And so I hope you, I don't know, have a little bit of uh, thought into that um, when you move forward. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So another another fun thing that's happened just recently, here's uh, Eric Manning. I may have not started yoga yet, but I am getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. So I know for some it's not a big deal. Um, if you don't know me too well, you still, or if, even if you do know me very well, you may not, but, uh, you know, follow this too well. But just recently I have tried um, CBD oil. So... It's uh, kind of been, it's been out there for a while, and it's legal in all 50 states. And I'm in Utah, folks, so you got to understand that we're pretty strict on our rules of what you can and can't put in your body, even if you are an adult. But uh, I've tried CBD oil, so I'm curious, without getting into it too much, if what other people think of CBD oil, if you've used it, if you've noticed anything from it, if you have used it for anything, you know, particular, specially for whatever, if you're comfortable, m- message me at manners at trailmanners.com. I'm just kind of curious because, like I said, I've been using it. It's been about a week, I guess a week and a half now. Um, I've been using um, the oil a little bit under my tongue. I've had problems sleeping and, you know, some recovery stuff. So I'm like, okay, let's give this a shot. I've researched it a little bit, talked to somebody about it, um, making sure it's legit. Um, I don't get drug tested for work, but you know, there's, there's that whole gray area, but I think it's a gray area. Now we've had someone contact us, um, with a CBO company and I've been working with them quietly, just trying to figure things, asking questions and doing things the right way. And it's getting to be big, you know, I think more in, and you're seeing it more in trail running than, um, maybe mainstream. I don't know. I know pets take it recover faster, fight inflammation, whatever it is, but I'm curious if anybody's tried it and what their thoughts are. Um, I will personally say I'm not a drug person, like even recreationally. So this was kind of new for me. I, I'm naive to the fact of what CBD oil was for the longest time because I never, it never played a part in my life. So I thought, oh, what the heck, you know, ignorance is bliss. But uh, but it's pretty interesting, and I know there's a lot of educated people out there. But if you use it, I'd love to hear your stories. Um, if it's helped you, if it hasn't helped you even, um, I'd love to hear your stories just so I can make sure for me it's not like a placebo effect. But I honestly have slept so good <laughs> this past week. Like I'm talking like not waking up till my alarm goes off sleep, which I haven't heard of in years. Um, so that's been a positive thing. And that's the only thing I've changed. So I'm like, okay, I haven't changed anything else. I did that on purpose. Um, that's helped. Um, I've been training more. I've been playing a lot more soccer. Um, hurt my ankle last week, rolled my ankle, rolled a joint, so to say. Um, use some CBD. I also have some CBD oil, uh, like ointment or topical stuff. Um, that I actually rubbed on that. And that is what I can't say did or didn't work because I haven't rolled an ankle for so long. I mean, it still hurt. Swelling went down a little bit, didn't hurt as long, but if I didn't use it, would have. I don't know. Um, so I'm not gonna you know, not gonna go there. But yeah, love to hear your comments on that. Um, we will be having somebody on the podcast very soon to talk about CBD oil, just because I think it's interesting, and I still think there's a lot of people that don't understand it, as I absolutely was one of them, and I still don't to a degree. And I think there's some gray, still some gray area there. Um, I think there's some things you got to pay attention to. So we'll have somebody on the show coming up, um, probably within the next month. 
uh, to talk about that. That's more educated than definitely I am on it. Um, you know, just to, just to get a feel for it. Um, it's there. So let's talk about it, folks. All righty. So moving on from CBD oil, from ambassadorships, from all this other stuff. Um, just want to say that we uh, are done with woody footy hats. We did get our last one out to Brandon Root last week. Um, everything's in the mail. If you had one um, coming to you, it's on its way. Sorry about the delay. Holidays got me, and it's January. That's my off month. Um, but we do have a new sponsor for the Woody Footies. I'm placing orders um, for the hat next day or two, and we are coming up with a brand new logo just for Woody Footies. Um, so it'll be a cool hat. It's going to be a black Yes, black. It's going to be hot. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's going to be so hot. It's going to be a black trucker, black foam front, black back. Same as last year's model, except black, not gray. And I haven't decided on the ink color yet, um, but we're going to have an ink color with the logo on there. So that's going to be our new Woody Footies. If you want a Woody Footy hat in 2018 or 17 or the first time we ever did it, you are eligible again. Um, for, for the new stuff. And that won't be out for a few weeks. We will run Woody Footies. There is a winner this week. Um, but as of right now, these are just uh, bragging rights Woody Footies. So the next few weeks until we get them, I don't know if we'll, we'll backdate them or not. We might. We'll see. Um, but we did have some Woody Footies this week. We had some great shots um, from all over the place. Some beautiful ones, with some with snow, some without snow. Um, I don't know, just some really good stuff. This week's winner, though, um, was a name you've heard on the show before, and you're more than welcome to go check out all our Woody Footy pictures that were posted on Facebook. Woody Footy, if you're not familiar, we do every Sunday. You post a photo of where did your feet take you, Woody, W-D-Y-F-T-Y. Um, and this week's winner was Megan Martinez, Observation Point in Zions National Park. Um, such an awesome shot. Holy cow. Um, a lot of depth to it, a lot of color to it. Just a good-looking shot, so congratulations to Flip Phone Martinez um, on her, her win, and there's a lot of good ones on there. But keep posting them. Spread the word. Let's get some more. Let's get like 70 to 100 a week. I know the odds will go down on winning, but come on. Let's let's make it fun. Um, you can see that picture. That's the picture that's going to be associated with the launch of the single track session. That's what we do with those. So if you're posting, that's what we're going to do if we find them. And the new Woody Footy sponsor will be announced probably next week. And hats in a couple weeks as soon as we lock in our logo. Um, again, we don't have... Money here at the Trail Manners podcast, so we're we're working on them, and we'll get them done uh, shortly. So congratulations again on that. Um, we also want to encourage people to tag us on your Instagram photos. So if you're posting photos on Instagram, go ahead and tag the at symbol Trail Manners or hashtag it Trail Manners. We can find those too, but the at symbol helps me because I'm slow and I'm solo. Our uh, marketing department, our creative department, our podcast department has been consolidated, and our human resources. So I uh, would love to see more pictures on Instagram because I know a lot of you don't have Facebook out there, which is totally fine. Um, we also want to let you know that we have opportunities for sponsorship, not just for the podcast, but for the Ogden Trail Running Festival, which is uh, coming up May 3rd and 4th. Um, a lot of fun here in Ogden. we got some great sponsors. Solomon, Amr Sports Factory Outlet are back as our title sponsors. We have the Palisades Ultra Trail Series, Group of Putts, the Ogden Trails Network, Gear 30, our local mountain shop, and McKinsey Exhibit is back for the Kids K. Um, sponsorship, so uh, you can be a part of a great lineup for that. We also have sponsorships available for the podcast um, as well. So there's our plugs. And uh, we'll ne- jump next to the Ask Trail Manners. We have two questions from some longtime listeners, and then we'll wrap it up. So here we go, our first question. And uh, those that follow the show, once I start reading it, you can probably figure out who it is. I think we've got this intimate group of listeners that know each other. Sometimes I look... I stalk on Facebook and see like people that listen to the show that are friends that may have never met before. And sometimes I, you know, wonder, hey, I wonder if they came across each other through the podcast. But I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Maybe I'm too confident. Anyway, here we go. Old Dumbledore of Descents, Master of Mountains, and Superstar of Switchbacks. So that was to me. Um, I have a race coming up in August and wondering if training with poles is going to be something I should consider. Coming from the land of ever-changing prime ministers to the land of never-changing presidents, I'm wondering if the polls would be a good thing. El Vaquero is at altitude, and I'm looking for any advantage to finish. Your wisdom would be most appreciated. 
always your humble wizard in training, Simon. So I'll tell you what, nobody can throw words around and ask Crow Manners like Simon can. In fact, Simon, your challenge, if you're listening, is I need a new intro to the podcast. So listen to our Tuesday shows. That's our intro with me and Joel. I need a new one, and you can write it, and I've got the music for it. I love your writing. You're funny, and it's it's awesome. So anyway, so basically what, what uh, Simon, I'll paraphrase, he's running the Elvacara Loco in August here in Wyoming. He is from Australia, so he's got a little way to go. He's got a little swim ahead of him. And uh, so he's coming up to finish the Elvacara Loco, which I have no doubt he would finish. Do you need poles for this race? Well, yikes. So you're kind of asking the wrong guy. I don't use poles. Should I use poles? People tell me all the time. I just don't like carrying poles, whether it's in my back, my pack, or what I'm holding in my hands. I don't use them enough. Are they advantageous? From what I hear, yes, and some people swear by them, right? But you have to train with them. So what I would say is train with them um, on some level, bring them, and then as we sit around the fire before the race, the night or two before the race with other friends from Vermont and other places around the globe, we can discuss, right? Other people that have run. Um, or if you want to, if people want to comment on this uh, single track session on Facebook to, you know, chime in with Simon, uh, go for it. But Simon, I don't use poles. I have a pair. I've tried poles, Wasatch 100. I've tried them in different, and I just, I don't use them enough. Um, people say all the time, oh, it saved my race, it saved my legs, it helps so much. I am not saying it doesn't. I am not going to advocate yes or no. For me, it's a no. For you, it could be a yes. So I know that's not a very good answer, but you are asking trail manners, and we don't claim to have all the answers. And some of it's just specialized, right? It's like, I don't know if I should wear boxers, briefs, or thongs. Well, personally, this guy, he wears um, boxers. (laughs) So... I don't know. Try it. See if you like it. You know, maybe train with it a little bit. See if you like it. Um, I have no doubt you're going to finish, Simon, because, um, yeah, you're going to have a whole crew of people rooting for you. Um, but yeah, try it out. See if you like them. Um, people can comment as well. I, I don't like them. I've seen people use them on the course. I know there's, uh, if you're doing the 50K, climbing out, there's a tough, couple tough climbs around the lakes. As you're coming back from the turnaround, it's a grinder uphill. Um, and I know there's spots I've seen people use them as well. Um, so I think it's just all about personal preference, to be honest with you. Um, so I hope that helps a little bit. Simon, thank you for listening and for submitting a Astro Matters. So the next one, last two weeks we haven't had any, so I want to thank Simon and our next uh, individual, Andrew, who's a friend of the show as well, from Canada. So we've got Australian, Canada, no U.S. representing. Come on, USA. Ask Trail Manners. Here's an Ask Trail Manners question. If you got into Western states and needed a pacer, who would you choose? What would what would be your decision-making process, Andrew? So as I read this, I'm wondering if Andrew's asking me personally. And I think for here, um, who would you choose? So I'm going to say you're asking me that personally. Would you, What would be decision-making process? I think that's kind of as well. So I have used pacers before for Wasatch, uh, hundred mile races. Um, my decision-making process one, man, there's so many. So I'm going to go down the list. One, can you count on that person? And what I mean by that, are they going to be there on race day? So if you're traveling to Western States, that's a big ask for me, right? So I'm in Utah. It's a big ask to have somebody do that. Especially I've had a pacer. I ran Zion 100 one year, had some pacers drive down five hours, four hours, four and a half hours, and I didn't use them because I DNF'd. I got lost. First year of the race, it wasn't marked well. We got lost. I, I DNF'd. That's all my. That's all me. And so they drove down basically four and a half hours one way, so nine round trip, and I they I they didn't even pace. So there's a bunch of things. So commitment. My pacers showed up. Right. They were there. Um, even though I wasn't. So I trust them. Right. So I think what would your, my decision-making process be? It's a big ask, so I guess it's you know where the race is, how far away from where you live. If it's Wasatch 100, you know for me, that or Bear 100, which I don't have any pacers for Bear uh, next year, this year. Um, I think it opens up, right? You can choose more people. It's local. All they got to be there, but you still got to count on that person. You know, if it's someone that's wishy-washy when you go grab a beer, or go grab some cheese curds, and sometimes they show, sometimes they don't. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't ask that person. So that would be part of it. Um, then it would be length and sections. So if I could have different sections, I know my 
my last leg, whatever, you know, last 20 miles, whatever it is to the finish, I want somebody that knows me to the point where they're going to push me, right? Um, you don't want somebody soft. Um, that's one thing. I would say get people that are hardened, right? They're going to push you because you're you're running a 100-mile race. It's not going to be easy. Western States is not easy. I've paced the last 20, 25 miles of that course as well. Um, make sure they're going to push you. Make sure they're not going to give you the easy way out or feel sorry for you. I think that's one. Um, somebody you've maybe run with, I think sometimes helps. I've paced somebody that I've never run with before, and as a pacer, it was extremely difficult, not knowing them, not knowing their their uh, nuances of eating and drinking and speed and whininess, right? Um, so you also got to find someone that uh, you're. What's the word? How do I want to phrase this? That it won't ruin your friendship. You know, someone that if you called them at a bleepity bleep and bubbly blup and, you know, all that, that they're not going to hold it against you. Because, let's face it, you, you kind of get in dark places in hundreds a lot of times. So I think it's got to be somebody that you can just count on, that you get along with, that uh, you trust. You know, that, and the other thing I've done with my pacers, I've sent them like emails or sat them down and say, okay, here's, here's the, here's what I want. When this, when I get here, I don't want to sit in this age station. I want, when I'll run five minutes here, I'll take 15 this one, get a safe word. <laughs> you know, when it's time to bail, oh hell, give them a safe word or whatever. Um, but I think there's a large criteria and I know there's a lot I'm missing. I haven't had a pacer for years, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's almost got to be somebody, I don't know, that knows you, that's going to push you. Um, I see all the time where people pace people from out of state, and I, I would never say that doesn't work, but, you know, you got to be a, a grizzled pacer to know that things can go south and you could end up on the wrong end of that equation. I've I've helped somebody in a race, and they ended up bad-mouthing me later that I didn't even know because I didn't do something they wanted. So, I don't know, That's that would be in my decision process. Trust them, hardened, knew me a little bit. Um, someone I got along with, obviously, you know, I don't want somebody that I don't like unless I want to run fast and, you know, chase them. Also, make sure they have the ability or capabilities to do it. Don't ask somebody that doesn't run a lot to finish 20 miles with you just because you're, quote, unquote, going slower. Um, you don't want to have to worry about your pacers. That's one thing. You know, if, if you're meeting a pacer at a certain aid station, a certain mileage, you don't want to have to worry if they're going to be there, right, um, on time or you know, how they're going to get their cars or anything else. Let the pacers figure that out. So if I got into Western and needed a pacer, who would I choose? Fortunately, I feel like I've got a pretty good um, running tree of people that I could ask. I know there's some that's jumped to mind, um, people that not only I trust but I know that I can count on, things like that. Um, I don't need to name all the names, and so don't put me on the spot, Andrew. Um, but there's quite a few people. Um, you know, I've had some great pacers in the past. Obviously, Joel on the show, Jim Skaggs, uh, Brian, um, Debbie, um, Harrison. I mean, these are people I can just absolutely trust. Curtis. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of people. I mean, I've just. I, I'm going to leave people out, so I don't want to go too far. But I, I would say, without trying, I could name 10 to 15 people that I feel like I could count on during a race. Um, but I also think there might be people that I would want in certain positions or certain places um, when the going gets tough. I mean, Scott Jaime ran the last 63 miles of Wasatch or 60, yeah, 60 miles of the Wasatch 100 with me, uh, my first 100. Um, he was my pacer. I mean, I'd go to war with that guy. So I think it just, there's a lot of people that I would choose. And I think, Andrew, you'd probably have some in your group that you would you'd go to war with and i think sometimes that's what it is you know who's got your back who's going to take care of you uh, when you need it um i would never still ask somebody to touch my feet although that's happened and if i'm pacing you if you if you ever need a pacer and you're thinking me if they're ever in your mind think he may have to take my socks off he may have to wash my feet he may have to fix a blister take me off your list i will not touch your feet i don't care if it's mile 99 and you need me to wash your feet for that last mile i won't do it sorry that's that's I won't eat onions either. So those are two of the things. No onions, no washing. I don't like feet. Feet are gross. Even mine. I don't like my own. It's not like I'm pick, you know, picking on anybody. Anyway, hope that helps. And if I got into Western States, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably freak out first. Um, but I think I could get some people out there to help me out um, either way. And there's people, honestly, that I haven't met through the Trail Manners podcast I would trust as well. So 
Anyway, that's the uh, two Ask Trail Manners questions for the week. So keep sending those my way. Um, I'd love to help out in any way I can. Um, and they're fun, as you can see. Um, they can be a lot of fun. And they don't have to be running related. If you have questions on beer, cheese curds, feet, onions, um, golden doodles, iPhones. No, don't not on iPhones. I'm not very good at that. Soccer. I'm coaching again. So, yeah, any questions? Head ambassadorship programs? No, I'm just kidding. Squirrels and up, but I'll answer. I'll answer those for sure. Um, that's about it. So that's it for this week's show. Last little bit, I'd like to thank we are up to 14 Patreon supporters um, for the Trail Manners podcast. So I, I can't thank all 14 of you enough. Truly means a lot. Our, our most recent that came through, uh, Mike Carter, Seth Kelly, Braden Lim, Andrew uh, Giles, Garth Harris, Joseph Taylor, John DeMartin, and Mary Lim. I, I seriously, when I mean it, I, I hope you've all got the emails from me. Um, and the people before that we mentioned last week, thank you. Thank you so very much. That is more sincere than you can imagine coming from a smart Alec. Um, so appreciated all 14 of you that, that have, you know, done that through Patreon. Um, it's still uncomfortable to talk about, but I have to, but I want to say thank you. And, uh, yeah, there's still opportunities to do that. If you're still looking or you can spread the word. Um, if not, again, it's no big deal. I know a lot of people that aren't Patreon supporters, and I wouldn't say anything less about you, okay? No offense, and I almost named some names, but I won't. So, again, thank you so much. Um, we'll put a link um, to the show notes to the Patreon page, or it's on our homepage at trailmanners.com. There'll be some changes to the uh, website as well. We're going to kind of spruce that up a little bit coming. And also, uh, I've thrown this out there once before, but uh, we'll be publishing articles and, and race reports and things like that. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me. As always, you can contact me anytime, day or night, at manners at trailmanners.com. I'd be more than happy to answer questions, help out, or just bounce ideas off or help me out, right? Um, we're, we're looking for that. Or if you have guests you want to think uh, think we should have on the show. Again, everybody, thank you so much for your support um, with the podcast. Um, it has been an absolute joy these past years um, and i hope we push forward grow our listenership and have a fun time as we do it so this is eric manning the host of the trail manners podcast single track session number 124 and i am out